Welcome to episode number 176 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast we're building a global community around process safety and she's handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we are talking about common ducting challenges and solutions to those challenges. And we're doing that with Evan Thompson, applications engineer at Norfab Ducting based out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Evan, welcome to the Dust Safety Science Podcast. Thank you for having me, Chris. I'm really excited to have Evan on today. We have talked a lot about dust collection systems, about lots of different types of equipment, hammer mills and grinders and sifters and I don't know, you name it, we've probably talked about on this podcast. Uh, What we haven't talked about a lot is how you connect the equipment together (laughs) and what kind of issues come up when you connect that equipment together. That's sort of the frame that we're going to be talking about with Evan in this podcast today. Again, he's an application engineer at NorthVab Ducting. I will let him give a little bit of his background, uh, but in general, we're going to talk about what does the ducting design insulation process look like, or maybe a better question is what should it look like? What kind of common challenges come up during installation and during the ongoing use and maintenance of the systems? And we're going to talk a bit about the quick fit visual tool that NorFab has also developed for easy 3D duct design and what that uh, entails there. So Evan, thanks again for coming on. I think the place to start is just, can you tell us a bit about your background and what your role is with NorFab ducting? Sure. As you mentioned, I am an application engineer at NordVab Ducting. And so what that entails is I'm part of a group uh, that what we do is we actually just help on a day-to-day basis do duct layout and design. Before coming to NordVab Ducting, I have an extensive history in engineering in the uh, wood industry, uh, everything from uh, panel manufacturing through uh, architectural woodwork design, so I've, I've been in the industry where dust collection has been used for a long time, and it made sense for me to move into the actual dust collection world. Um, so that was an exciting, exciting to get to see both sides of that and be able to bring some of my experience in knowing what works and what doesn't work in those fields and seeing, you know, both good and bad dust collection systems and, and some of the, the challenges that you need to overcome with that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I, I kind of want to even talk a bit about the ducting layout and design process because you said that really really simply that you do ducting layout and design for you know a variety of facilities i've talked a lot about dust collection systems we talked a lot about equipment about dhas about all sorts of things it's almost like the ducting design and insulation process isn't talked about as much so what what does it even look like for for you coming in and doing that how are you involved in a project at what stage did you come in you know what what does the whole process typically look like yeah, those are all fantastic questions because kind of like you mentioned, you know, you've talked about, you know, both sides of the issue and that in-between world that we live in inducting. It, it really doesn't get a lot of attention because, you know, it falls into one of two categories. It's either A, this is uh, not really worth my time to think about or it's too complicated and I don't really know where to start with it. And so that's kind of why we fit into that niche of being able to help deliver that. You know, we there's a range of obviously industries, you know, everything from fume, uh, fume extraction, all the way up through, you know, heavy particulate loads and dust collection of all different industries, whether it be, you know, metal, wood, you know, concrete, uh, agriculture, uh, paper stuff. So all those different industries all have their own unique challenges that actually present interesting um, applications. And so that's kind of what we do is we look at, you know, we say, you know, we've got a range of, of product that can be anywhere from all the way down from like three inches all the way up to, you know, 72 inches, or, you know, potentially there have been, you know, custom projects that are larger than that. Um, and an application of materials, you know, everything from galvanized to stainless to mild steel, 
all different kinds of sealants and uh, other different things to think about when you're talking about specific chemicals or specific temperature ranges. So that's really where it kind of gets down to us is we spend a lot of time looking at the application of what is happening both on the pickup side of the you know dust extraction and also on the collection side and trying to figure out a good solution for in between. How do you get involved with the products? Have you like I can envision it's probably a number of different ways, but is it common for an end user to reach out and say, hey, my my dust collection system isn't suctioning properly? Maybe look at the duct designer. You're generally more brought in by say OEMs or you're brought in by engineering teams or all the above. Like how do you get introduced to the the projects in terms of someone needing your your knowledge and your expertise? Honestly, it's a little bit of all of the above. You know, there's there's a lot of need for new ductwork design in insta- in facilities, you know, where there's lots of new construction happening. And that may be anything from, you know, a large engineering firm, maybe an architect who has a little bit of knowledge doing some of the ductwork layout themselves. So sometimes it's just, hey, we're doing this and we know these are the pieces of equipment that we need and we're not sure what to do. So whether that be, you know, maybe for, you know, a high school that has a a wood and a metal shop. But there's also exactly what you said. There's a lot of people that want to make changes in their facility. And that can often be a facilities management person or, you know, just some level of end user that says, you know, this isn't working right. I've got piles of dust sitting around. I know I shouldn't have this. What do we do? And then, then it's, you know, starting to figure out, you know, what can we do? Can we, can we add on, can we change your system? And a lot of times it's working with dealers. Sometimes it's working directly with uh, the end user because there's a lot of good folks out there that, that know kind of the whole process as well and are, are really helpful in that. I like it. I try to understand how all the different pieces of the puzzle fit together. You said it really well, you know, there's people that understand the process, you know, we, we take in scrap wood and we make wood pellets and all the equipment in between. And then there's, you know, the details, like how all the equipment's connected, which is down at a, you know, a different level that we're talking about. If anything that we are talking about today, if anything doesn't work in that process, uh, material accumulation in the ducting, well, we're, we'll get into challenges. I'm sure you have a larger list than I do. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, if any, it really takes a team of, of experts to be able to do that. If you just take the best equipment in the world, the correct process diagram and slap bad quality connection between them, you're going to really limit the ability of your process to operate. Uh, and in a lot of cases, also the safety of that process while it operates. You know, and I think the other thing also is, is that, you know, again, you know, ductwork often is thought of as sort of the afterthought, you know, you, you figure out, you know, the front end and back end, and you're sitting there with a brand new piece of equipment and you say, oh no, now I need to connect it. What do I do? So that's the other thing is, is that happens is, is ductwork often is brought in as the very last step in the process. So there's, there's a lot of challenges involving with that is trying to figure out, you know, someone's already spent their budget on their collector and they've spent their budget on their new, you know, CNC router or whatever other type of, you know, device. And so now I just need to get it connected and just please help me get there. And I've got someone to come in to install everything, you know, next week, what do I do? Yeah. And I, you made me think of a, a story while you're doing that, where I was reviewing, a, reviewing an incident that happened and trying to figure out the best amount of details I'd share. But what, what I will share is that at the end of the day, there were tons of invoices and discussion and emails back and forth talking about the pieces of equipment and the dust collection system and all that. And then at the very end there was just this one little receipt where the team that did the installation like that day went and, and bought some elbows and, and pipe. And it's just, you know, there's no discussion about it. It's just the receipt and, the, and it was put on incorrectly at the end of the day. That's almost where it's like, it's an afterthought. You brought all the equipment in, you spent months of planning and preparation. That's like, Oh, we need some, we need some connection points here. How do we, how do we do this? In that case, I wish they had a called Nordfab and brought them in. Um, but, but they didn't. 
what kind of challenges do you see typically come up then during the installation process of ducting? And I want to kind of talk about what some of these things that, uh, you know, how we go about solving some of these challenges. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's just the inherent, you know, level of working with ductwork in general that it's, you know, it's cumbersome, you know, you're working up in the air. Um, there's a lot of, you know, specifically safety challenges with, you know, large, large sizes of ductwork and just navigating in facilities, you know, anyways, uh, you know, Nordfab ductwork specifically, we use what we call adjustable ductwork or quick fit ductwork. We actually have a clamp together style. So one of the things that affords us in particular is the ability to have easy adjustment. So one of the, you know, in traditional ductwork, uh, you're going to be working with probably 10 foot pieces of duct and everything is going to either be a, a bolt together or a weld together connection. And with ours, it's got a clamp. And it's got a level of what we call a sleeve. So it allows you to go ahead and quickly put up and adjust ductwork without having to get all those connections figured out ahead of time. So the installation goes a lot quicker. So that's one of the things that we see is is a big advantage is, is you have a smaller installation crew, you have a much faster installation, and you have a lot of adjustment after the fact, which is really a, a big benefit. But in general, yeah, I mean, the installation is always tricky because there's a lot of different, you know, regulations surrounding different hanging methods, different load capacities of the ductwork. And that's why, you know, not doing it as an afterthought, but planning ahead of times is, is really the key thing in getting it uh, laid out before you get started. Yeah, I took a couple of notes. Working in air, safety challenges with actually doing installation, hanging methods, load bearing capabilities, which someone who's not familiar might not even really, you know, think about. And then once you get to site and you you realize that that measurement wasn't what it was stated to be, or there's something in the way, then you really get into, okay, well, we need it to be more adaptable. We need to be able to change things on the fly, which it sounds like the kind of quick connector, these other sort of features of the NordFab approaches come in handy there. We kind of skipped this step, I guess, but are there challenges with the sort of insulation, but the actual design process? Like there's some things that people should be thinking about before that. We're going to move into the the maintenance and ongoing issues, but it's probably somebody's listening to this now and going, okay, well, what should I be doing before I even show up? What have you seen out there that, that, uh, that comes up with the, the design? Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of design challenges there as well. And, um, you know, that's one thing that I think, you know, we'll, we'll talk about later is our QFE design tool, but whether, whatever, whatever tool you use to design with, I think it's important that you have figured out your sizing correctly. That's the number one issue that I see sizing and balancing of your ductwork because sizing and balancing of it goes a long ways towards the efficiency of both your collection points and your collector itself. And that that's going to affect performance from the, the moment you start your system up till, you know, it's been running for five years. And that's something that doesn't get a lot of thought because yeah, I can buy a bunch of ductwork and put it together, but do I understand the impact of what happens when I'm changing, you know, transport velocities along the way? Do I understand my actual CFM requirements? So really pre-planning and looking at your equipment before you get started as part of that design and say, you know, what are my needs? You know, am I going to be running all these pieces of equipment all at the same time? Am I going to be running, you know, this one 50% of the time and getting all of your load balancing and actual layout in an efficient manner goes a long ways towards actually helping the entire process after it's installed. Okay. So we have really good input then on design. We have really good input on the installation. What are some of the challenges that you typically see during ongoing use um, of the process in the facility as, you know, as it ages and as, as the things actually get used at the end of the day? So there's definitely a couple things uh, you hit on and mentioned one of them already is, is, you know, you can end up with 
dust or particulate amounts just settling in your ductwork. Some of that can be overcome for sure by actually designing correct sizing from the get-go. But that's a big challenge is, is, you know, as you start adding, you know, dust that settles into your system, you end up with extra weight that you're not, you know, haven't planned for. It creates all kinds of other fire hazards and challenges as you would be well aware. So, you know, some of the things that we do is because again, with our system, we've got that clamp together. It's a little bit like a, a Lego connection almost. You can pull that apart and actually take a look at your ductwork very easily and, and, and look at it and see, am I actually doing the right thing here? Do Am I getting, you know, way more dust buildup than I'm expecting? You know, do I need to clean out regularly depending on, you know, you know, do I have something sticky? Do I have something abrasive? Whatever's going on there. Other things and challenges that, you know, we definitely see are the, you know, the wearability of different things. You know, elbows are a great example. You know, if you've got, you know, very abrasive product, the thing that's always going to wear out in your system more than any is an elbow. And being able to quickly have on hand and replace those is something that people don't think about and plan for. And then, you know, other things like just right off the bat, people want to move their equipment around because we're always, you know, looking at manufacturing facilities and saying, you know, I've got a better way of doing this. I need to move my work cells around and having the flexibility to move and change ductwork is always a challenge. Trying to make sure that you can actually reassemble it in a way that makes sense for your system is one of those areas that's a, it's a big challenge for just about anyone. Yeah. And I kind of, just to sort of summarize on these ongoing use cases, we got a couple of things here, right? We have the sort of flow velocities changing over time and ending up with settling your duct, which increases the weight, certainly increases the fire and explosion hazards, is not, you know, is non-compliant in, in many cases. And it is a really big hazard. Um, we have a, a video that we've shared in Dust Safety Academy of a ducting full of coal dust during decommissioning of the building. And they were, they were going to just tear down the guys in a, in a backhoe and excavator and sort of hits the edge of it and the whole thing falls down because it it's full of coal. Well, that was a fall hazard. That's, you know, there's a um, construction crew there, but then it ignited and you see the, in this case, it'd be a flash fire, or partially confined deflagration rip right through the ducting that's halfway through the air and caused quite a large explosion. It was in a very large hangar kind of style facility. So didn't cause structural damage and, and nobody was injured, which was good, but it's a really good indication of one, the weight challenges with material inducting, and two, that's fuel that you have in your ducting. And if you have an ignition source, you have a case where that falls down or ignites somewhere else in the facility, the the deflagration, the explosion is going to propagate through that material. So that's a big challenge. Maintenance of the system over time. So wear at elbows, getting holes in your ducting, you know, connections that don't quite connect right, I guess, for lack of a better way to explain it. Anything that's letting dust out of the equipment is a challenge, is a problem. It's going to lead to increased cleaning costs, also unsafe working conditions as you have that material migrate elsewhere in your facility. The ability to do inspections is really important, like you're saying, both on elbows and, and on material building up in ducts, making sure everything's working well. And it's nice to be able to have that ability with the, the Norfab type ducting. And then again, some more specialized materials, sticky materials, really abrasive materials, that's where you know those become even more important to consider because really you shouldn't have dust in your ducting anyway. I guess I can probably say that. <laughs> you know, it's good to inspect to make sure that you don't, but it depends on how you look at it. But I would call it a near miss if you had ducting build up in your ducting. But there are materials that are sticky or maybe abrasive or other types of materials that might build up there more naturally under normal operations. And in those cases, the inspection is even more important to be able to, to do that and understand what's happening there. And moving equipment around, adding in other equipment, being able to do that 
we've talked with Diane Cave on the podcast a number of times about some of the common challenges she sees with people dead-ending duct, adding on equipment, and just not realizing the impact that that can have on their system over time, uh, which I'm sure you see quite a bit of as well. And that's why the, the system's not working efficiently or effectively at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Taking some of those, you know, those, those, you know, future plans into account is always something that, you know, needs to be considered ahead of time, but having the flexibility to change it after the fact, if you need to, is also a, you know, an important driver of design and layout and facilities that just doesn't get a lot of thought. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. And I think, cause I was on the NORFAB website, NORFAB had become a dust age professionals member company um, a number, a number of months ago. And I was on the onboarding process, we were looking through the material and I came across the QuickFit visual tool, which is sort of this 3D duct design tool. It was pretty intrigued. It seemed to make it a lot easier to do ducting design from a, I'm not sure that an end user can kind of grab it and start using it today. And I'll, I'll let you talk a bit about, you know, what plans might be for the future there, but at least a, a nice tool to make it easier to understand and do draft designs. Can you talk a bit to the audience about what that is, what the, the QFV, I guess is what your team calls it? Um, quick fit visual, what that is? Yeah, quick fit visual, or you know, we affectionately call it QFV, is a uh, design tool that uh, we use with our dealers. Um, it's free to our dealers that allows them to do ductwork layout and design in a web browser in 3D. And that's you know one of those challenges is that you know you may have dealers who are really good at you know collectors and collection, but you know maybe struggle to be able to develop a you know, a visual plan for their customers so that they can really see and, and understand the layout in their facility, whether that, you know, reflect things like, you know, overhead obstacles or just, just even seeing what it's going to look like so they can understand, you know, what am I getting when I actually put in this piece of equipment and a collector? So our tool gives them the ability to quickly draw in a browser just through some simple line drawing, basically, uh, and automatically size and calculate static pressure values for uh, their deck work layouts. So it's a really powerful tool to make the layout in a visual way that gives you kind of that information of, you know, am I looking at a system that's efficient? Do I have the appropriate sliced, you know, fan for my system, all the different things that you need to think about in one place, and then be able to kind of present that to your customer, whoever that might be. As of right now, it's available only for our dealers. You know, we're we're constantly developing and adding new features. And I think that's one of our things in the future. Hopefully, we'd like to, you know, expand that capability so that end users can potentially even use it in the design. If, you know, you've got a facility manager and wants to look at, you know, how do I, if I'm if I'm going about moving around existing ductwork, what does the impact of that have in my inside of my facility? Yeah, really neat. Like I said, it intrigued me when I saw it and Sounds like something that would be useful, certainly for dealers and folks that are interacting with end users as a visualization tool, but also as you're you're kind of mentioning to size the ducting, to calculate static pressure, to give them an idea on what they're going to need at the end of the day to make this processing equipment and the connection points all work. So we're pretty close to the end of the interview. I didn't really kind of prepare you, but I think it might be kind of interesting if you had an example or something you kind of draw on where you been involved in a project that wasn't working well. We don't need to give names or industries or anything like that, but you kind of come in and the system, you know, was not designed or was not rather performing the way they wanted. Um, you sort of worked with them, what kind of things came out of that? And, and then what were some of the improvements at the end of the day? I don't know if you have anything that you can kind of 
off the top of your head talk about it in that area? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, I have kind of a, a couple examples that come to mind, you know, sort of in reference to your 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 previous example of there was a, a single line item for, for duct work uh, that hadn't been planned. You know, we often see that, you know, where someone has some new piece of equipment, you know, they'll go out to, you know, a, a hardware store and buy, you know, a bunch of PVC fittings or, you know, we've seen everything from rain gutter used for makeshift duct work to all kinds of inappropriate materials that are are, are not appropriate. So, so that's always a that's always an interesting uh, challenge to overcome and and kind of solve those solutions. But I think the one that comes to mind is is there was a facility where the workers in the facility were actually working in full um, hazmat respirator suits, um, just because of the amount of dust. There was probably I want to say there's close to maybe six to eight inches of of various uh, dust all over the floor, very unsafe working conditions in this facility. And uh, we partnered with one of our dealers to go in and, and through a multi-phase process, they were able to actually improve. They they did some some initial improvements uh, by adding and changing around some ductwork that allowed them to not be in the the full full suits, but just with simple standard respirators. And then in a second phase was able to come back. And now the facility is just absolutely running perfectly and no respirators required, no safety issues uh, that we're aware of. So a uh, really good opportunity to come in and, you know, analyze what's not working and make changes to improve the health and safety of, of the people working in those facilities. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense to me. And we do get those requests through Dust Aid Professionals. We actually have one that might talk to you after after this recording. Um, this will actually come out a few months and after we're doing this recording. So, but yeah, it's, the question is basically that <laughs> it's um, our system is not working well. There's lots of dust. What do we do? And that's where we can kind of bring in folks like yourself and all the other dust safe professional member companies to to get those facilities operating safer, more effectively, and it also in a way that can kind of grow with them as they develop and are able to implement those safety steps. Excellent, Evan. This has been very interesting from my perspective. We've discussed this already that can be easy. I think you, you had two categories of people. Those that think ducting is not worth their time and those that think it's too complicated to do. So I think both of those are probably true. Maybe they're even true at the same time sometimes. But it is something that is easy to get overlooked, easy to be just that one line item or that one receipt on a, you know, a multi-year project. And doing that increases the chances that you're going to have a non-effective system it's not functioning right. That's not, you know, helping with your production. It's slowing things down, and that also can be safe, unsafe at the end of the day. But hopefully, some of the challenges that we talked through in this episode and some of the solutions we talked about open some eyes for that, and also give some people that are listening to the podcast some more information on on how all that works. So, I do want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your experience, and thank you for the work that you and Norfab are doing both there in industries, making them safer. We really appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me today, Chris. Awesome. Thank you. So you've been listening to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney and Evan Thompson, application engineer at Nordfab Ducting. And they, well, he is based out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, we're talking through common ducting challenges and the solutions to those challenges. So we talked through a bit about Evan's background. And then we sort of broke into three areas and we, we talked through them in a different order, but you know, design, implementation, and then maintenance over time. Uh, from the design stage, you really want to be looking at your airflow requirements which then feeds into your sizing, your balancing, and overall design of your ducting system. If any of those are done incorrectly or not done well, it's going to impact the performance of your system overall, the efficiency and the effectiveness of it. Once you get to insulation, then you take that really nice 
you know, engineer design drawing and try to put in, in the facility, you have a bunch of challenges coming up. So you're working up in the air a lot of times, you have safety concerns with that, you have safety challenges of just being in a processing environment. Actually going to install things, finding out they don't fit, finding out there's equipment that is in the way, needing that adaptability to be able to make changes on the fly is also something that we we do see um, at installation processes. And it's usually the installation process where you see like the funny pictures. Somebody's doing a presentation, they stick up this picture, this thing sticking sideways out of something that it's obviously shouldn't be. Those are generally installation challenges when somebody arrived on site and said, oh, this doesn't work as this design drawing said. So having that adaptability, having that flexibility and the opportunity to make it in a safe way. So considering things like the weight loading of the ducting, the hanging methods, what's needed to be up to building code, what's needed to be up to safety codes in terms of fire and explosion safety and, and the likes. Over time, you also need to consider, one, designing your system to grow with you in a way that as you change the facility and modify the facility in the future, you sort of do some pre-planning there. And then also looking, having the ability to do maintenance and do inspection on your systems is really critical to avoid things like dust accumulation and ducting, um, which in a lot of cases is going to be an abnormal event that shouldn't happen. In some cases, some materials, you know, you may find sticky materials where that does happen more. You might need to look more at your having more, even more routine maintenance inspection, which that comes in, in more important at those times as well. Where are the materials, where of the ducting, um, where of elbows, loose fittings, vibration. Um, this is all things that come into play over time that can make your system stop working as effectively. The dust gets out of the pipes, the dust comes fugitive dust, and that comes another safety challenge as well. Be closed out talking a bit about QFV. That's a quick visual tool that Norfab's developed. Um, that gives them and, and people that can use the tool a really fast and easy way, a web browser solution to design ducting from a line drawing. Then it'll give you the sizing and the stack pressure requirements that some of their dealers are using and something that you know you may find being more available as things move forward as well with that, as Evan mentioned. Uh, and he closed up with a couple examples of when things have gone wrong and what it looks like when things go right as well. So I appreciate Evan coming on. I appreciate the work that Norfab's doing. We will have Evan's contact information in the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 176 for this episode number. That's 176. You go there, we'll have some way to contact Evan um, and Norfab team. If you want to learn more about the work that they do, how they can keep your facility safe or the clients you're working with safe at the end of the day. And other than that, I want to say, as always, thank you for listening to the Dust Safety Science Podcast. Hope you have a safe and productive week ahead and I appreciate everything you're doing in the industry. Handling combustible dust, making them safer with the work that you're doing every day. 